Do you remember playing snakes and ladders? Maybe some of you still do with your children or grandchildren. You do, do you? Yes. Gets very frustrating sometimes, doesn't it? That's right, that's right. You want to win, you want to get to the top. Well, on the board I used to have at home, there was a big ladder that you could get onto quite quickly. And, oh, you were way up. Almost to the finish. But there was a snake there and you had to get just the right number to get past that snake before you could win. You know? Well, life can be a bit like that, can't it? Up and down. Very frustrating. But in that first song we sang this morning, we were made for more than all of this frustration and up and down of life. We read in Psalm 139 about God creating us and how he knew us long before we were born. Even before our mums knew that we were nestled there, he knew us. And he didn't just give us life. He's given us an extraordinary life. The experience of abundant life. Life in relationship with him. Just in the same way that he brought the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt into the promised land. So if we follow him, he will take us into our promised land. It's not a geographical place, but abundant life here and now. That was his plan right from the very beginning. And it's still his plan. That's why Jesus came to open up the way back to God. We've been singing about that and we'll celebrate it more fully with the Easter story. And and that's still God's plan for everyone to come to know him and to live in that close relationship. And he gives us the task and the privilege of telling those who don't yet know him of his amazing love, the sort of love that really, even in our best moments, we cannot grasp just how deep and wide and amazing it is. And you know, God wants a relationship with each person on the earth even more than we do. Well, now we come here on a Sunday. We're going to talk about Monday to Friday. I don't know what's happened to Saturday in this, but the the blurb said Monday to Friday, but it doesn't just mean Monday to Friday. You know that. We come together on a Sunday. We come to celebrate all that the Lord has done for us. We come to encourage each other, to meet together. But, you know, we've got to live this out Monday to Friday in our homes, in our schools, in our workplace, (coughs) with our neighbours, just anywhere and everywhere. The Christian life isn't just a Sunday and maybe a prayer meeting through the week. It's a 24-7 life. We're called to be co-workers, partnering with God in whatever way he shows us. And that's all with the purpose of growing his kingdom here on earth. We are to bring heaven to earth. 
we've just sung about that so beautifully. And Isaac didn't know that I was going to use that phrase, bringing heaven to earth. So the Lord is already at work this morning. So how on earth do we do this? How do we bring heaven to earth? Well, for a start, we've got to abide in Christ, live in him 24-7. We've got to listen to him. I don't know about you, but I find talking to him fairly easy. It's the listening bit that's hard. We've got to learn from him. That's what being a disciple is. You know, we would all say here this morning that we're disciples. Well, a disciple is a learner. And, you know, we'll go on learning till we go to be with him. And then I hope I know... Yes, (laughs) yes. So we're all learning. Preachers, priests, ministers, everybody. We're all learning. And while all this goes on, you know, God doesn't leave us stranded. He's given us the Holy Spirit to help us, to talk to us. That's why we've got to listen. And he's given us lots of different gifts to help us. And that's a sermon on its own. So we're not going to touch gifts this morning. Now, you're probably a bit like me. I don't think I'm unique in any way at all. I feel very, very inadequate in most things. But you know, that inadequacy really kind of qualifies us because it's when we feel weak and inadequate that God can work his best because then we're relying on him. So really, it's no problem to say we feel inadequate. Because our Father God just wants willing children. Remember how well he knows us? He knows, he even knows what we're going to think before we think it. That's how well he knows us. And his desire is that we give our all to him. Not just the bits that we think he can use. He wants all of us. He wants the physical part of us the mental state of us, the emotional and the spiritual. That's so that he can use us Monday to Friday to influence the places where we live and the people that we rub shoulders with. (coughs) Now in that reading from Luke, Jesus explains the cost in a genuine response. Maybe that's one of the bits we're not really very comfortable reading. But picture Jesus saying all of that with warmth and longing in his eyes. Because everything that he says to us, he says out of love. He wants the very best for us. And his way is the best way. It's not always the easiest way, but it's the best way. And you remember Jesus had been asking them who they thought he was. And then he's asking them to follow. And he tells them it's not going to be easy. And it's not always easy nowadays, is it? But as Jesus said earlier, it's no good calling me Lord, Lord, 
if we don't do what he says. You see, his identity and his ministry were very tightly bound together. So if we want to be part of him and his kingdom, we've got to take the whole package. We've got to live his way Monday right through to the next Monday, which includes the Monday to Friday and the Saturday and through to the next Sunday. It's all or nothing. Now, as we've just sung, we've sung the Lord's Prayer. I've never sung that one before, and it's beautiful. Thank you, Isaac, for bringing that this morning. And we pray your kingdom come and your will be done. Well, we've got to be part of the answer to that prayer by doing his will and bringing heaven to earth as we live his way. Now, maybe that's a lot easier to say on a Sunday. But it only comes to life so we live it through the week. Giving up our rights and our wants and our goals and our satisfaction. I think that's what Jesus meant when he talks about taking up our cross. He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, didn't he? Not my will, but yours, Father. And really, that's what we should be praying too. He gave up all his rights, his wants and satisfactions. And his goal was to do his Father's will. His goal was for us. Now, if we give up our rights, and goals and satisfactions. It's in order to serve him and show our love and our gratitude for all that he's done for us and all that he goes on doing, what he's doing today and what he will do through the week and for the rest of our lives here. He gave up all of his rights because he loves us so much. So really, how can we talk about rights? When really, we've got no right at all to this amazing love and grace. It's all gifted to us. We cannot earn any rights. We just accept the gifts. So our beliefs have to be backed up with actions. You know what? And that won't make God love us any more or any less. What it will do will cause us to reap his promise of life to the full. Everything that our amazing God asks us to do is for our well-being. And when I think about that, I just realise how I am my own worst enemy. Now I'm going to tell you three little stories. Stories about people who listened to God and followed and lived out their faith. The first one is about a, a couple who resigned their church ministry after 18 years. And they moved to Derby. Here they are on the screen. Husband and wife gave up church ministry, moved to Derby, and began an ice cream business. You'll see by the, the logo on their aprons, it's called Just Ice. 
But if you put that together, it's justice. And they did this to provide jobs for survivors of human trafficking and to raise funds to rescue child soldiers from all around the world. They opened last Easter and they used fair trade ingredients and they're doing very well. Well, you would expect them to. God put them into this and they're, they're doing it right. All of this was in response to God's calling. Now I'm going to tell you about another lady called Norma. In 2002, she was living in Birmingham and she was at a Bible study in church. And something in this Bible study set her thinking. She'd always wanted to make jewellery, but she just didn't know where to start. She was a part-time lecturer in a college. And one day she was talking to another staff member, someone that she'd never spoken with before. She'd never met him before. And as they chatted, probably over a coffee in a staff room, she shared her desire with him to get into making jewellery. He said to her, I teach silversmithing. Wow, what a God incident. You see, God knows us so, so well. So Norma went to evening classes to learn about silversmithing. And then she gave up her job and opened her first workshop. And God showed her how to share the gospel through her jewellery. She now employs this small team that you see up on the screen. Making her jewellery. She goes under the name of Silverfish Jewellery. And each design is a Christian symbol. And they carry a little inspired Bible verse in every box. Now you may be sitting there thinking, well, that's all very well, but I couldn't do anything like that. I'm not in a position to do anything like that. I'm not much good at anything. Well, you're God's workmanship. And we can't see that he's made something that's not up to scratch, can we? Who but God knows what each of us can do. It doesn't matter if you can't do this sort of thing. There are many things to do. The important thing is that we all do what the Lord puts in our hearts to do. As we've said, he knows us. He knows our circumstances. He knows our human commitments to families. The important thing is to spend time with him regularly, talking and listening to what he has for us. Now I said I had three stories. The next story I know about quite personally. As some of you know, I lived in Crowcrook till about 20 years ago. And at that time there was Lots of young people hanging round in the street, in groups, you know, as they do, in the bus stands and things like that. And it was a bit intimidating in the village. And lots of people were grumbling about them, you know, but nothing was happening. Until one or two Christian people thought, instead of grumbling, I think God's asking us to do something. 
short to cut a very long story short, together with the help of a fellow from Dr. Bernardo's, they began by going out on the streets of Crowcrook, just very gently and quietly at first until the, the young people got used to them being around and then they started saying, you were here the other night, what are you doing? And eventually they got into conversations and spoke with these young people. Now it's not really these people that I want to tell you about. It's about a very elderly couple who couldn't possibly have gone out onto the streets and mingled with these young people. But they opened up their home right from the very beginning. And they had prayer gatherings long before it, it, it all took off. And every once it started and the, and the, the, the people went out with the youngsters, maybe two or three evenings a week, their home was open for anyone to go and pray for the people on the street. That was so vitally important that all of this was covered in prayer. Now, the end of this story was that they formed such a lovely, almost youth club with these young people. And they, they struck up so many lovely relationships. The lady that, that was initially the start of it was called Helen. And the, the young people used to call her the streetlights mum. That's how close they got. But the important thing behind it all was this elderly couple who prayed. For years, months and years, they opened up their home. And you know, that's quite a, quite a commitment two or three evenings a week, to let folks into your home. Obviously, they prayed with them. Yes. So you see, there's hosts of tasks, right from maybe sitting at home praying, to doing something like just ice or the jewellery. We call them big tasks and little tasks, but I don't think Jesus grades them by size like that at all. One thing to remember, don't argue with God. Moses tried it, didn't he? He didn't get anywhere. So did Gideon. He tried hiding as well. They didn't get anywhere. Jeremiah and Jonah, they all argued and tried to hide. I tried to hide as well. If I'd managed, I wouldn't be standing here this morning. <laughs> and I'm sure there's many, many more down the years that have done the same thing. They all felt inadequate. But God did mighty things through these people that we read of in the Bible. And he wants to work through us as well. All he desires is our willingness. And then the rest's up to him. We just have to be willing. As well as the, the Lord's Prayer. I'm sure we've probably all prayed the Covenant Prayer sometime in January. It's what he's got for us to do, or maybe not to do. In saying not to do, I believe there are times when he just wants us to rest and relax. Spend time with him, listening to him. So easy to get too busy in church life, isn't it? And then we cannot hear what he's saying if we get too busy. We've got to listen 
And here, if the ideas that, that come into our minds are our good ideas, or if they're God's good ideas, because if, if they're just our good ideas, we end up wearing ourselves out doing something that he hasn't asked us to do. Like I said, he hasn't left us alone in this. He's with us every moment of every day in the power of his spirit, giving us gifts to use. And remember, everything that was available to Jesus is available to us. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? But Jesus said it was. When he said before he left, when the Spirit comes, we would be doing what he was doing. We are just to be open and available. Available for him to do whatever he wants to do through us. And yes, he said it won't be easy. Life isn't a bed of roses, is it? Or as somebody said to me the other day, it's not all Prosecco and chocolates. Back to the snakes and ladders again. And how we respond in life is watched too. Do we respond to setbacks with fear and anxiety? Or does our experiences of Jesus cause us to live in faith and peace? And the latter won't only just help us, but it might sway others in how they respond to Jesus. You see, life and faith certainly is a Monday to Friday life. And everyday life can be such an exciting life, lived to the full with our Lord. Now at the end of this series on life and faith, you're going to be looking at it from the angle of rest. So till then, I'm just going to leave you with this thought. You know how in education there's three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. Well, in the Christian life, there's three R's too. Rest, relax, and receive. Rest in God's amazing love. Relax in his bountiful care and receive everything that he has for you. All the provision and enablement that you will need. Everything you need for a life of faith Monday to Friday. He's got it all for you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, We are listening and watching to see how and where you want to guide us. Forgive our perceived limitations and inadequacies. Help us to remember that you are the great I am. And when you call us to a task, you are our great I am able. Amen.